Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Racing Podcast with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Ben. Christmas Eve. So we're doing a, uh, a pod blast Christmas special this week, then? Uh, no, Tony. <laughs> I don't think so. Business as usual for us two Christmas crunches. Bah humbug. Uh, <laughs> joke on Christmas Day. Come on. It's all about Boxing Day, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. Uh, but it's uh, a little bit low on entries as well for the main races at uh, Kempton. But nevertheless, we'll give them our usual rundown of five uh, races live on ITV, all being covered in part one of the Pod Blast. Then we move on to our football Trixie, top, middle and bottom. Uh, we're back to the Premier League this week after our World Cup and uh, Scottish League holiday. Uh, and uh, welcome back, Dumbarton, by the way. Safe journey, lads. Uh, and then we'll close on the Pod Blast with our best of the rest section with a couple of stats and angles for the rest of the Boxing Day action so uh, let's get stuck in first race on the agenda is the rescheduled long walk hurdle five runners over three miles and half a furlong ben what do you reckon yep uh tempting quite a, a different test to what they would have faced had the race gone ahead at ascot um not sure the track will suit pace of park all that much uh, harder for him to grind his way back into things away from a, a galloping track or a stiff finish Goshen, three miles, not sure. Right-handed and soft ground will suit him, but I've never been fully convinced he's a, a grade one player. Miranda, fair bit to find on the ratings, even with our mayor's allowance. Track, trip and ground, they will they will suit her. Um, she does seem her best at this time of the year as well. Champ, hardened grade one performer, the obvious one, let's, let's be honest. Um, possibly a small query about the track. Not so sleepy. Roll of a dice here, I think. Trying three miles for the first time as a 10-year-old. If I'm honest, Tony, I am more than happy to to leave the race alone from a, a betting viewpoint, personally. Right, right. I do like... So, yeah, 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 it's a good, good shout there. Um, I mean, Goshen just bores the socks off me, honestly. It, uh, uh, to, yeah, it's... Uh, Champ won this 12 months ago on soft ground. Uh, oh, he likes soft ground. Winner of four grade ones. As you say, battle-hardened... Ben, five out of ten career wins have all come in small fields as well. Uh, I'm going against him, though. I'm going to, just a sporting, very small bet on Miranda, course and distance winner, two from two at Kempton, three from eight on soft ground, one over a similar trip. Uh, six of seven career wins have come on a right-handed track, and uh, it's um, she's three from three in December. Yeah, I think it's between the two, Miranda and Champ, and just a sporting, as you say, he's battle-hardened, his Champ. He's been there, seen it, done it, yeah. got the yep. T-shirt. Uh, but a sporting, uh, around 100 to 30 with some firms, uh, Miranda for me in the uh, 12.45. The 120, the quarter star, Novices Chase. Yeah, I've got some age stats to consider for this one, Tony. Um, only one horse aged older than seven has won it in the last 24. Uh, 19 have tried. Uh, hardly damning stats, but those eight-year-old and older horses, they have underperformed on market expectation in the race. Uh, McFabulous and Time Hill, both eight-year-olds. 
Six-year-olds are the strongest age group in the race. They have provided the most runners, but they do hold up well in the stats still. Uh, Gelino Bello and uh, Gallia Delito are both six-year-olds. Uh, on the pace front, I think there's a chance that Mortlach, Gelino Bello and McFabulous, they might all be up there in front rank, ping away uh, in the lead. Again, not a race I'm desperate to get involved in, but Galea, Galia de la Toe is, is perhaps the most interesting to me. Uh, she was impressive on Chase Debut last time out at Bangor. She won by nine lengths. Uh, the second horse that day has since come out and won a decent enough Class 3, so the form has been boosted already. Uh, yeah, so Galia de la Toe, I think, might just be able to sit behind the pace and pick them off down the straight. So that would be my my most interesting player in that race, Tony. Yeah, shout. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and of course, Skelton has a usually has a good boxing day, doesn't he, Dan Skelton? And uh, he does. And yes. Interesting that Harry's um, coming to Kempton as well because he's usually at Weatherby on uh, Boxing Day. I, I, from memory, I think he's been at uh, Weatherby more times than he has been at Kempton. Uh, but it's just the sign of uh, the the. the the, the organisation and the stable getting stronger and stronger each year. Uh, McFabulous for me, decent enough, 153 rated hurdler. Uh, I'm always wary of eight year old novices, mind Ben, uh, but in, uh, in Nichols we trust, uh, and uh, McFabulous could have an interesting 18 months coming up. Uh, he's, of course, winner and also a distance winner as well. He's won over a similar trip. But uh, yeah, uh, 13 to 8, McFabulous, uh, small bet. Uh, small interest for me in the uh, in that one twenty uh, over to Weatherby one thirty five the Roland Merrick Ben yeah a bit, bit of a better race for us to get stuck in yeah. here um, a trio of trends I have for this one uh, fourteen of the last fifteen winners passed the following uh, thirteen or less chase starts nine or less handicap chase starts and one to three starts in the current season. Now that would give a rough and ready shortlist of Into Overdrive, Sounds Russian, Chantry House, our old friend, Fanny on Diestroval and Sporting John. Uh, also worth noting that five of the last 15 winners ran in the rehearsal chase at Newcastle last time out. Now, into overdrive, he ran a huge race in the rehearsal chase on his last start. Finished only a length behind King George Bound Le Homme Press, uh, regardless of the weight he was receiving from the Venetia Williams horse that day. I, I think that was a huge run. Uh, £4 rise for that uh, run, I think, could be lenient. I think there's every chance into overdrive it's still unproven. So he interests me. And it's also worth mentioning Sporting John. Now, he returns to fences here. And that is nothing if not interesting. Uh, Also making his handicap chase debut in the race. Uh, His four runs to date over fences have, shall we say, returned a wide variety of results. But if you look at him off breaks of 31 days or more in November to February, he is six wins from seven. Um, so he is currently double figures for the Rowan Merrick with some books. Uh, some books are paying four or even five places, I noticed. So I'll probably risk sporting John each way, I think, Tony. He's catching my eye. 
Interesting. Going back over fences. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And the price is interesting. And one of uh, one of two in the race, of course, for JP McManus as well. Uh, the yep. other one, which is a Chantry House, which we put up, or I put up, um, last time when he did. No, me as well, Tony. Oh, it was both of us, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah in the uh, Ascot early in December, in the Many Clouds chase. Uh, when he decided to walk through uh, the uh, fourth fence. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I just hope he doesn't do anything tomorrow. Interesting that Robbie Dunn has a ride for Nicky Henderson in that. Uh, I think we've got a good fa- favourite here in Shan Blue. Uh, course and distance winner. Obviously needs to put uh, a few uh, disappointing runs behind him, but uh, he showed plenty uh, last time out, finishing second of 14, although beaten 15 lengths into second place in the Grade 3 Handicap Chase at uh, Aintree at the Grand National meeting when last seen. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Chan Blue's a, a decent favourite, but I'll be going each way. I do like, uh, sounds Russian as well, and please he makes the, the uh, trend shortlist as well. Uh, I also like Zanza, winner last time out, that you put up as well, Ben, uh, when he's last yep. seen in the Sir Peter O'Sullivan Memorial Handicap Chase at Newbury, uh, winning by 12 lengths. Um, it looked like he just joined in, as they say, uh, rounding the home turn, coming away to win, to beat nine rivals by... By, uh, 12 lengths uh, I, I think I think in uh, he steps up in class here Zanza but I think he's worth a little bit of each way at the price which bit of each way interest around 12 to 1 as you say some firms paying five places for trainer Philip Hobbs Mikhail Nolan uh, in the saddle Zanza in the uh, Roland Merrick uh, and next up Ben back to Kempton 155 Christmas Hurdle yeah can Constitution Hill be beaten Probably not. Um, Nicky Henderson, he's won 10 of the last 22 renewals of this race. All 10 of those winners were aged 5 to 7, finished in the top 3 last time out and started an SP of 11 to 2 or less. Um, 13 horses he sent to this race meeting those parameters and 10 of 1 and 2 others finished second. So regardless of how you shake this up, I you know it's, it's hard to see Constitution Hill being beaten, it's his race to lose um, if I was going to have a bet in the race and I, I actually might have a bet um, I think I might be tempted by Metier he's 40-1 to 1 and even 50-1 to 1 in some places and that looks massive really massive, um, he does have a grade 1 in the bank from his novice days he's not going to mind that the ground has gone soft um, he'd love it even more if it got even softer and I do find it hard to see Constitution Hill getting beat, but forty to one or fifty one about Metier, I I have to I have to have a dabble at that, Tony. I yes, just have to. It's an interesting one, yeah. Winner of the uh, November handicap when last seen. Yeah. Uh, yep. on heavy ground at Donny. Um yeah, yeah, interesting one. Not for me in that race, uh, nothing um at all, uh, Constitution Hill. Uh, obviously, uh, clear favourite there. Uh, moving on, two thirty, the big race of the day, of course, the uh, the King George Ben. Yeah, some decent trends at play in this. I've uh, got four trends for the King George. Fourteen of the last fifteen winners passed these trends, uh, rated one hundred and sixty plus, twenty one to seventy five days since last run. Placed effort on one of last two starts and had previously won at Grade One level. And that gives a short list of Brave Man's Game, Le Homme Press, Envoy Allen, and previous winner Frodon um, of the front two in the market. Brave Man's Game and Le Homme Press, I'd probably just side with Brave Man's Game. I think the, the track may suit him better. 
uh, not easy to split them, though, I think. They're two int- exciting horses. Um, at the prices, I'm actually tempted by Envoy Allen. Uh, his running style will suit the track. Um, and in the October to February period, when he's not running at either Punchestown or Cheltenham, so away from those tracks, he's an unbeaten 11 from 11. So I think Envoy Allen is the interesting one for me, Tony, at around 6, 7 to 1. Good shout, yeah, I like it. I, uh, well, I, I've got the, the two each ways. I've got uh, uh, Envoy Allen and uh, Hitman, of course, part owned by uh, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, for trainer Paul Nichols and uh, Sam Twiston Davis. Uh, those are the each way ones. I'll probably go Hitman each way, and if I can get a decent profit, but I don't think it's, it's calling very well uh, to do a Dutch... Uh, on La Homme Press and uh, Brave Man's Game. When we were um, looking at the race yesterday, uh, Brave Man's Game was around two to one, nine to four. He's out to three to one, and uh, the money looks like it's come for La Homme Press. Uh, and nothing wrong with both of the uh, the seven year olds' last run, of course. La Homme Press winning at Newcastle in the rehearsal chase and uh, Brave Man's Game winning back in October uh, the, the Charlie Hall beating El Dorado Allen um, after a first one out after a, a wind up first race after a wind up I'd probably go Brave Man's Game to be honest Ben uh, course and distance winner and a more uh, a more you know sort of um, a more inviting price at, at, at three to one so uh, yeah uh, Brave Man's Game at three to one, and uh, Hitman at fifteen to two. Obviously, both uh, Paul Nichols's, um, you know, Envoy Allen and Hitman battling for minor honours. Fascinating clash between La Homme Press, Brave Man's Game, um, Ahoy Senor, of course, your mate, uh, second in the Corto Star twelve months ago uh, around this track at this uh, at this meeting, and Fraud on there. I mean, no surprise to see a big run at, at Fraud. I mean, he's in and out now as Fraud on, isn't he? But no surprise to yeah. see a big run at. Uh, 25 to 1 over under uh, Briny Frost. I mean, if it wins tomorrow, you'd go, oh, yeah, all right. What, what do you, you know, it wouldn't be a yeah, surprise at all. I think he, need, he needs to get, he needs to get loose on the front end, and yeah. I'm not sure that's going to happen. If he no. does, yeah. yes, he could be hard to pin back, but I don't know. It depends. Depends if Ahoy Senior is probably going to be up there trying to jump cleanly. Yeah. Which might, which might stifle Frodon. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, I know he's. Right. I know what you mean. I, I, you're not going to fall off your seat and surprise if Frodon wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of thing. Good, good race, good race to finish off our five there. Anyway, and now it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, top, middle or bottom? Welcome to Top, Middle and Bottom. It's uh, just for fun. A £1 Trixie from us both. £4 in total. Ben, an update from last week, please. Yeah, last week, <laughs> all, three, all three of my games gubbed by the weather. Nothing lost, nothing gained. I mean, no surprise, the weather was horrendous. Tony, you had two games lost to weather. One went ahead, which meant three of your points were still in play. And would you believe it? Air let you down. Come on, man! Yeah, what are you doing? Unbelievable yeah. disaster. And, and, three. Dumbarton three stuck points. at the uh, stuck at the airport. Well, they're play, they're playing today, Tony. So keep your hand <laughs> yeah. keep keep your hands in your pocket. Just <laughs> leave them alone, man. Look to them. 
leave, leave them alone. Um, yeah, so last week, three points down the Swanee for you. You are plus 23.15. I'm plus 31.72. We're still taking along this week. Let's. I'll start this week, Tony. We're back right, at the Premier League. We're back at the Premier League for this week. Um, and I am going for Newcastle to beat Leicester at 6-5. Uh, I think Newcastle should keep rolling this season against opposition such as Leicester. Um, middle, Brighton to beat Southampton at 11-10. Brighton have a World Cup winner in their team. Southampton have Shea Adams. Enough said. <laughs> Brighton, Brighton to win there. Um, bottom, Leeds Man City to draw at 11-2. Uh, a little bit of a shock result I'm going for and I'm going to plump for Leeds to stifle Man City oh, I actually good. don't know why I just like the price so on to you Tony what you got uh, Newcastle away at Leicester at uh, what? what uh, oh, I've lost our prices here hang on a sec. Six, six to five Tony thank you and uh, then we've got Brentford I've got Brentford to beat Tottenham uh, from the middle uh, at 29 to 10. And at the bottom, Ben, I'm uh, going against you. I'm going for yeah. actually Southampton with the new manager. Uh, I think it's his second game, I think. Uh, Southampton to beat Brighton at 9 to 4. Because Brighton were beaten uh, this week at uh, Charlton on penalties in the League Cup. I think they played a week inside, so they can probably concentrate on finishing 10th or 11th. Uh, so Southampton to beat Brighton uh, at uh, nine to four. Great stuff. I think right. we might go <laughs> might go back to the Scottish leagues next week because yes. we do enjoy we do enjoy the Dumbarton banter. It's brilliant. Um, it's good lads. It's I love this. I'm, it's got, I'm, I'm fast becoming a, uh, a half expert on Scottish football. <laughs> Marvelous stuff. A Dumbarton hater as well. Anyway, <laughs> and enough of that. Enough Dumbarton talk. Come on. Um, right, back, back to the racing. We will close out with the best of the rest. Some trend stats and pointers for the rest of the action. I'll start us off, Tony. Yep. I've got a, I've got a trainer angle to look at, and that trainer is Fergal O'Brien, the Twitter master. Um, he's been he's been doing really well with handicap debutants this season uh, since October, uh, especially when running them in fields of eight or less. Now, with those types, he has seven winners and two place runners from 18 uh, horses. That's a a 39% win strike rate and over 20 points profit. Uh, He has two foot in those stats on Boxing Day. Uh, He has Volkovka in the 12-18 at Wincanton and Smoking Pigeon in the 2-22 at Huntingdon. Smoking Pigeon, I think he's perhaps the one that interests me the most. Uh, He makes his chasing debut. Uh, they head straight in handicaps with him. And his best piece of hurdle form came at Huntington when finishing second over this two-mile four-furlong trip in January. Uh, I think this looks a good spot for him. He's uh, he's by Midnight Legend, and he should improve for going chasing. So, Smoking Pigeon, 222 Huntington, and that's on Fergal O'Brien with his handicap debutants, who he has been making hay with those types so far this season, Tony. What Interesting. Have I have a jockey watch for everyone, uh, and it's uh, those riding it, uh, and it's fascinating how these this has turned out. I have um, five jockeys to watch out for on Boxing Day, and they're all at different meetings as well, which makes it all the uh, all the more interesting. Daryl Jacob, he has three rides at Leopardstown on Boxing Day. Sean Bowen, who's currently second in the championship on eighty-two winners. 
He has seven rides at Market Raisin, including five rides for Ollie Murphy. James Bowen, who's on 21 winners this season, he has seven rides at Wynn Canton. Four of those rides are for Nicky Henderson. Brian Hughes, of course, the uh, the leader of the uh, Jockeys Championship at the moment. He's on 114 winners so far. He's seven rides at Newcastle, four for Donald McCain. And Keelan Woods, who's going really well, he's on 47. He'll be looking uh, to add to that 47 to get near his half century. Keelan Woods has six rides at Weatherby, uh, three for Ben Paulin. And uh, so that's Keelan Woods, Brian Hughes at Newcastle, James Bowen at Wincanton, Sean Bowen at Market Raisin, and uh, Daryl Jacob, three rides at Leopardstown. All jockeys to have a look for. Have a look, everyone. Study the form. Make your own minds up. It's entirely up to you, but just have a look at the rides of those five jockeys on Boxing Day. Great stuff, Tony. I like that. It's an interesting, interesting take to see where a jockey goes on a busy day. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, it's good, it's good. Right, thanks, Ben. Uh, many thanks for listening to the 11th edition of the Racing Pod Blast. We'll be back again next week for the uh, last show of 2022. Until then, you can catch myself uh, Monday to Friday on Epic Radio between uh, 5 and 7 a.m. for all you early risers. Uh, racing news, sporting headlines, back pages, uh, plus classic tracks, today's best music on Epic Radio. And you can read more racing trends and stats and insight from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. That's uh, from Ben uh, over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. Merry Christmas, Ben. Yeah, I'm in bah humbug. Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Ben. Cheers now, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you.